0: Hey y'all, this is Courtney. Annie Moni. And you're listening to the Soul Sisters podcast. Episode one of the Soul Sisters podcast, and we are just so excited that it is finally here. It's finally time um, for this thing to go live, and after a year, we are here, and and all of our hard work is paying off. I'm I'm just so excited. What about you, Moni? Yeah,
1: it's exciting. It's crazy because that year went by fast. It did. It, it did.
0: Is... It really doesn't feel like a whole year. To no, be and it actually,
1: it's been a little bit over a year. It has. you can say summer's technically over. Yeah, It don't true. feel like it for me because <laughs> I'm in Texas and it is so hot. Yeah. But it's been over a year and it's really just crazy how fast time goes.
0: And it waits for nobody. It waits I tell for nobody. I tell you
1: Absolutely not. Goodness. How you so doing, what's sissy? going on? Oh. <laughs> Girl. We think too much life yeah what's been going on well listen it is week four for me at my new job you've been yes you've been working a month almost a month it's week four dang Uh, tell me about it um but I love it I love it though I love my job I could not ask for a better position to start my career I love the company I love the people that's really what Mm -hmm. um I think can make or break your experience when you're working is the people everyone is just super super smart and so welcoming so friendly so humble and I, I absolutely love it and I'm I'm being challenged i'm Mm. growing Mm -hmm. i'm learning which is good so i have i have no complaints it's been a great week um i found a new church home which is really really good that was um something that i had been a little worried about ever since i moved here but i found a new church home and i know it's exactly where i'm supposed to be so it's been a great week thus far That's so good. what about you? It's been a
0: really big week for you. Y'all, I've been working for two days. And these two days have only been orientation. And I'm beat. I can't even lie. (laughs) I am beat. Orientation has really beat me down. It's just like information overload. So, y'all, last night I was in the bed by 8.30. Like, I was in the bed. Like, I was asleep. So, yeah, but I'm excited. Tomorrow, I actually get to sit with my team, be at my desk, and start all that training for my role. Um, it's going to be a lot, but I am excited about this opportunity, my dream job, my dream, you know, company. I can't complain. It's been a it's been a good week so far. So I'm just yeah. hoping that it ends well and that this experience is just great. I, I love it so That's far. That's good. Just,
1: you know mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. you mentioned working and it's like you know we're single we don't have kids so we only yeah. take care of ourselves and Ooh. there are people out there there are yeah. millions of people out there who work full-time jobs and have they kids. come home and they gotta kids. be a
0: parent like like
1: homework oh, and like
0: i couldn't even
1: tests. imagine you gotta Practice raise kids after working Afterwards, like, you gotta raise like,
0: kids. What whole kids? And it's not even like, and it's not even <laughs> not little that you stuff. can like, have them, a kid, but whole, <laughs> whole kids. It's not even like, you know, you gotta just put them to bed. Like, no, they want to tell you about their day and what Billy did on the playground and what Miss Jones did and what Miss Jones said and what Billy Bob said to to Jamie and what Jamie said back and it's like what you can't even follow sometimes and then you guys you gotta do practice spelling tests gotta look over homework you gotta fix hair that you thought would last a week but you gotta retwist and rebraid you gotta you gotta bathe kids you gotta feed them you gotta feed them you gotta cook
1: You gotta cook. You gotta cook, and you know it's just me. And sometimes I, it's a bowl of cereal. Listen, listen, some some popcorn. You know know, I'm good for not cooking, but man, I mean, it definitely makes me more appreciative. Yes, I definitely called my mom
0: after my first day of work, and I was like, I don't know how you did it. Like, how did you do this? See, like having patience all day. And then coming home and you got two daughters, you got to do, hey, like my, Jesus. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. Yeah. So I'm grateful for my mama because yes. I can't see myself being a parent anytime soon. Yeah. A for single that reason. parent at that. For that. Correct. For that reason. Just, I just can't. My big props to my mama. I mean,
1: listen, big. the thought of coming home to kids. <laughs> That in itself that that enough that is enough to make you want to be abstinent. That's enough <laughs> in itself. Like <laughs> that is enough. Yo, go in away. Itself because <laughs> I don't want to be anybody's mama. How
0: about that? <laughs> Yo, I'm weak. I'm so weak. I'm so serious. You're laughing, but I am I, that's so serious. I know. Serious. I know you're serious. I know you're serious. That's what makes it even funnier. Dang, oof! But I don't you know. know.
1: Shout out to all the parents out there, especially single parents. You are appreciated. You are appreciated, even if people don't tell you. We're gonna tell yeah. you on behalf of the little ones that you're raising, or even the grown ones that some of y'all may still be raising. <laughs> but Jesus, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully that will come <laughs> to an end soon. I don't I'm know. With. But anyway, shout out to y'all. Um, y'all are appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. So this it's it's a big week for you because it's your first day of work. Yeah. Right. And that in itself is a transition. But these past mm-hmm. few months, this this past summer, a lot of transitions. Yeah. Took place, and mm-hmm. I know that's that's what we wanted to talk about today or this episode, um, because a lot of people are transitioning, and and I'm sensing yeah. that you're going from. An un, a place of familiar air hold on let me backtrack. you're going from a familiar place to an unfamiliar place and I know that's something that we both have experienced yeah. over the past few months so can you tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you have been going through and experiencing
0: yeah so I the I think the first transition has been from college to adulthood I recently graduated from the North Carolina A&T State University and you know graduating college is such a big accomplishment not everyone that you start with finishes um and not everyone gets the chance to go to college. So I know like that's a big accomplishment, but at the same time, it's a very big transition because for, for four years, you're with your friends. You're, you have access to them easily. You know, you can pop up on them in their dorm room or their apartment without really thinking much about it. Like no one's really having to plan. It's just like, oh, meet me in the cafe at like 10, like whatever, like, I don't know. It's not that difficult to plan to see your friends. But when you transition into adulthood like you have to plan out your talks with your friends like I talked to someone today and she was like I FaceTimed her and she was like, can we talk Friday? Like I'm trying to give my brain a rest. (laughs) Like, like literally, like sometimes you're not in the mood to talk. Sometimes you're not in the mood to have conversations with your friends. Sometimes they don't get back to you in a quick manner because they have so many other things going on. And at this point in life, it's like we all have things going on in life. And it's like difficult to manage friendships in the midst of moving and starting jobs and having side hustles and all this other stuff. So the college to adulthood has been like really big. Cause it's like, I miss my friends. Like it's different. Um, FaceTime always, you know, does the job, but it's different from being able to see them in person and cut up in person and have, um, girl nights or whatever. So that's, that's the first transition. The second transition is from moving from South Carolina to California. Like, like what, Like what? That's a whole cross country transition. The lifestyle is different. The cost of living Jesus is different. (laughs) That's, that's my Lord. And the people, like I said, um, the restaurants, the, 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 just everything is completely different from South Carolina. So sort of learning a new way of life. It's okay. Where is my favorite grocery store? Where is, um, a restaurant like with the restaurants that I like like it's like I gotta find all new restaurants to eat at new places to explore which is fun but also like when you don't have family it can be very difficult because it's like I'm really out here by myself and it's like I can't drive home when I want to it's like girl you gotta book a flight a couple like a month or two or three in advance to make sure like you get home you gotta take off the time to go home it's not like I can drive home for the weekend and see my family and go back home so That transition has been hard. Um, Being that I was at school, I was only three hours away. So I could drive home every weekend if I really chose to. I never did. But if I really wanted to, if I was feeling homesick or I just was like, yeah, I'm tired of being at school, I could always drive home. So that's going to be a transition in itself. I've only been here a month. So, uh, like, I haven't felt homesick. I felt lonely before I started work because it was just me. It was like, okay, well, like, I don't. Like, my friends aren't here yet. Like, my, the people that I interned with, they're not here yet. Or it's like they live in other cities um, in California that are not exactly close to me. And it's like making new friends is difficult as an adult because some people have their established friend groups already. So that's, that's another transition. And then working. I think one of the things they don't talk about. So, like, during an internship, you bust your butt to get the full time job. So you're working crazy, you're working on your projects, sometimes at home, you're, you know, you're just trying to like do good to have, to get the offer. So now when you have the full-time offer, you get there, get, get working. It's like, okay, I have, I'm in the door. I have the job. Now it's like, okay, how am I going to utilize my time as a professional and working, but also have this work-life balance? So even being, employed for two days, like working for two days, I've already been like, okay, how am I going to make sure that my time is well spent and I'm not easily burnt out? Mm -hmm. So like, what does that mean for me? Like if I'm, if I'm getting up early to go to work and um, that means I'm leaving work early, if I'm getting to work early, because like I, at some point I'm not going to be working 10 our days like I'm just not and how does that look like with my time and even like scheduling stuff like meetings and stuff it's like I want to start off my day with me time to give myself time to look over what I, what I have to do for the day before I have a meeting so it's like I have to like adjust to that because as an intern it's like I just want to do everything I want to meet with everything be in every meeting but now it's like okay what is the most important for me to do Mm -hmm. and also how do I manage my time and now having a podcast and I've actually gotten to the point where I'm like working out because I in that month I wasn't working and I was here I got bored so I started working out so it's like okay how are you gonna make time to work out you know still do your work still do the podcast stuff and be sane and be healthy Mm -hmm. and you know live a comfortable life um So those are the biggest three. So college to adulthood, South Carolina, California, and then just the work, the student, the intern to full-time employee transition. So those are my three, and those happened relatively at the same time, um, very quickly, and it's just really an interesting time. But I think, for the most part, I'm managing pretty well, I guess I would say.
1: Yes, you are. I'm proud of you. Uh Thank you.
0: So I know with you've transitioned, because that's what we've just been doing, just transitioning mm-hmm. together in some sense. So, what about, tell me about your transition.
1: Yes, well, very similar to you. I mean, the way you broke it down as far as from college to the real world, I guess you can say. And then moving, I moved from... Well, let me backtrack, because you said your school's name. So I'm definitely going to shout out the public Ivy of the Midwest, (laughs) Miami University. Um, Yes, just graduated from there. And coming into adulthood in about a month and a half after graduation, I moved from Ohio here to Texas. And that was... That wasn't the, actually, mm, no, well, I'll wait, I'll wait to explain that. And then also going from undergrad to working full time. So the three same Mm -hmm. transitions that you've had, Courtney, for me, when I was still an undergrad and I got this feeling very quickly, so fall semester, I realized I had came to a point where I've done everything that I could do. Mhm. Yeah. Um being involved in student organizations and being mm-hmm. in leadership positions, I have done everything I could do at Yeah. Miami. And it got to a point where it was time to pass the baton to other people so they could step up and be leaders and for me to focus on what was after graduation yeah Mm -hmm. so that was really where my head was at during senior year just focusing on um where I was gonna live once mm-hmm. I found out I was moving to Texas, or even doing work for the podcast, because mm-hmm. we knew around this time that that was gonna happen. So I was I was ready. I was yeah. ready to move on. Yes, I was gonna miss my friends. Yes, I was gonna uh, miss the times I've had on campus. But it was time, and you yeah. you know when it's time, and mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to know when it's time to move on, and you day Mm. but it's another thing to to move on when it's time to move on so once I graduated from college I really I didn't look back I was like okay on to the next one that move from Ohio to Texas it was very easy as far as like actually moving here making the decision to move I -hmm. didn't even tell anyone in my family that I was interviewing for a job here in texas i didn't tell anyone about the job until i got the job mm-hmm.
0: and
1: i always knew i would leave ohio now i did not think i would end up in texas because <laughs> i actually said i'm never moving in texas I'm sure did. and that just goes to show just never say never and i'm sure god was laughing at me when i said that mm-hmm. so i got here because even though i love my family and my friends besides my family and friends, there's nothing left for me in Ohio. Yeah. And it was just time, and yeah, I miss my parents, but you can always come see me, because the chances <laughs> of me going back to Ohio, I mean, to to keep it a buck, it's gotta be like an emergency. It has to be an emergency, <sighs> because, and I help. hope it doesn't happen anytime soon, because yeah. it's just, it was time, and to stay, in. I'm from Columbus, To stay in Columbus, it would have been very toxic to me. And I wouldn't have been okay. So here I am in Texas, moved out here, no family, no friends, which that in itself is an adjustment because I'm a very social person. So to not have a social life, it's kind of like, well, this is awkward. So (laughs) I find myself talking to myself a -hmm. lot more. um, But also in that, I'm getting to learn who I am. That's so good. Which yeah. is something that I'm taking out of this and I am living the life that I want to live. Yeah. Now, there have been um some struggles which, you know, what we can talk about that later, but you yeah. know, we knew the one thing about both of our situations is that we knew we were going to move months in advance before graduating and so when you made that decision to move to california or even when you got to california you know what i'm sure there was a lot of not i'm sure i know there was a lot of emotions and feelings that you were having and in terms of making that decision to transition because it definitely was something that you felt led by the lord to do yeah. Even though you knew this was what he wanted to do, I'm sure that there were some things that you were worried about, right?
0: Yeah. Um. Like, fled, like your flesh naturally worries when making transitions. It'd be so easy, like, yes, I got the job, and it's like, yes, 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 I'm, everything's going, everything's gonna be fine. But there's so many things I I worried about. Um, one money. Because it's expensive. Like living in South Carolina is relatively cheap. Like, relatively cheap. Coming um, to California, it's not cheap. California is not cheap at all. So I was like, okay, Lord, well, how are we gonna make that happen? Also, I read, you know, being away from my family. Um, I'm a mommy's girl. So it's like, I'm her oldest. So it's like, how is that gonna play out? Um, because I've always been relatively close in proximity to my mom and location, so three hours away from school, like the the furthest. And then when I interned last time in California, that was the furthest. But even then, she came out with me and was with me like like a couple of days before um I started work. So it, that was one thing. Um, just sort of like the why, and I think like duh like i had a job but it's like okay lord what besides this job because i could have had this job at any office you know relatively um but why california a matter of fact i didn't even want to be in california i wanted to be in texas i wanted to be in texas because i did not want the high cost of living of california i wanted texas and um i mean talk to my program manager recruiters like i want to be in texas and they're like no nope, like you have to be in california i'm like all right and it's like okay lord why do i have to be in california what are you sending me to california to do because i know whatever god sends you places it's not just for you to do a job Like it's not for you to just get a paycheck, come home, and that's it. There's other things that he wants you to do, other people that he want, like other things or other people that he wants you to come in contact with to impact. There's always a prime purpose and reason um, that God wants you in a specific place, and it's not just because of a job. Mm -hmm. So the why has been really big, and that's um. So before I started working, I had time to try to really dig into God and to like ask the why and try to figure out what things he wanted me to do in this season while I'm in California Um and that's not so easy that's not so easy because mm-hmm. um, some of the answers that I've received I was like why <laughs> like I don't want to do that like I just, I just don't like I just thought this is not something I would be doing or you would want me to do
1: what do you mean some of the answers what do you mean by that
0: there's just things that he has, he's like, let me know like he would want me to do, or he's told other people like f- he's made it clear through other people, oh, of okay. you know, um, so yeah like, money, like the why moving away from my family, and I think also the process of moving when you move cross country it's like so many aspects of it that go into it it's like you have to find a place luckily i was able to come out to california to look for a place um uh, before i moved but like some, that sometimes that's not an option so like finding a place and i didn't go out like when i first got my offer i went out in may and i like moved in august so from sep- from like september when i got my offer up until may i was literally on this search for an apartment the, the perfect apartment just searching and searching so like how would that happen how would that come about um my car shipping my car like how would that play out like my furniture like it was just so many logistics that come that go with moving yeah. so like, moving sucks moving is
1: the worst it does and we don't even have kids back to my yeah. point
0: yeah and it was just like, that's the thing like it's just my stuff and i'm sitting here like <laughs> my lord like all this stuff and it and it's just like what so it's People like how will that happen entire
1: families that's crazy. entire
0: families <laughs> and with me i was like this is a lot like this is absolutely a lot yeah. um and so moving across countries just a whole different beast it's it's expensive. It's plane tickets. You're not driving up the street or a couple hours. You're fl- mm-hmm. You are have to fly. And it's just like, okay, but what are we going to do about shipping my stuff and shipping my car? It's, just, it's so many logistics. Luckily, my employer helped me out a lot with the resources they gave me for my relocation, which helped me a lot. But still, it's still a lot. Mm-hmm. W- with, with the resources, it was still very much so a lot. Yeah. And it's just a lot to, you know, also like how... Will my life change in regards to uh, spiritually? Mm. Luckily, I think, you know, Jesus just loves me so much. Crazy enough, my home church that I've been going to since I was seven moved to where I lived in California a year ago. A whole year ago, they moved our church from South Carolina to California in the same city that I live in. I just know that is proof that Jesus loves me. Just proof. Because... I love my church so much. My pastors um, have been a very integral part of my life since I was like seven, you know, since I was young. So it's like having my church family here is the one thing that makes me more comfortable. And it makes me, um, it just makes me happy because uh, I get to hear my pastor every Sunday and there's nothing like like that. But, so my spiritual covering, is fine. I love it. It's absolutely wonderful. And I'm grateful that it's, my pastors that I'm comfortable with but um it's just everything else it's friends it's your eating habits it's it's everything it's literally just your whole way of life and it's like how will I change the person and I have like the goal of I don't want to be the same person that I was a month ago a week like I want to consistently invo- evolve and allow the lord to really open my heart to things um and deal with me about some things that I'm that I'm struggling with or that like I'm not really quote unquote struggling with or just I'm set in my ways about. They're just like, no girl, you gotta fix that. Um so yeah, like it's it's hard. Those are the things that I worried about, but it's 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 worth it, I guess. Um,
1: making the transition making has the been transition. Worth it so far.
0: Yes, it has been. I can't even lie to you. It has been extremely worth it. And the support that I've been given from you, my family, my other friends, like it has made a difference um, in my experience. And even the moments, my low moments where I'm like, OK, why did I even come out here? Like, <laughs> what what was I thinking? So, yeah. What about you? Like, what are some things that you worried about before during your transition? I I know some of them, but, you know.
1: yeah. Okay, so to be completely honest, I never really worried about money. Mm-hmm. I, I never, I never, because. She balling, I, y'all. Okay, that's not <laughs> what that means. <laughs> that is not what that means. But I just knew God wasn't going to send me somewhere without taking care of me. Period. He funds his plans. Ooh. His plans. now. I don't know about other people's plans, but he funds <laughs> <laughs> So I wasn't really worried about money. Um, for me, the biggest thing was you mentioned a spiritual covering. Yeah, where I was leaving my spiritual covering, and mm-hmm. so my parents, but and also my church home, which it man. Wow. I've been there for the past four years and it's changed my life tremendously. So to leave that church, leave my brothers and sisters in Christ and my parents, I was like, dang, who who's going to cover me when I'm in Texas? Like, yes, I can still mm-hmm. be covered. But um, I was yeah. worried about finding a community and a new church home because you know, churches down here in Texas are very large. <laughs> there are so yeah. many mega yeah. churches and that's not something that I'm used to. Um, and churches in Texas can be very flashy if that's not something I'm used to either. So that was that was the main thing I was concerned about. And luckily, you know, I I'm able to be very honest. With Mm -hmm. God about my concerns. And He told Mm -hmm. me, Well, you know, I'm going to connect you to some people. Okay, great, God, when? That Mm -hmm. is my biggest, the biggest thing that I worry about is the when. So, Mm -hmm. you know, God saying, Well, this is going to happen or this is what you will be doing. Okay, great, thank you, but (laughs) when? Right? Because He Mm -hmm. can tell me, Yes, this is going to happen when you make the move. Okay, I made the move.
0: And it hasn't happened yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, that just goes to show how I still have to work on my patients. Now, thankfully, I have found my church home and it, I haven't really I haven't been down here that long. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. But that was my biggest concern because I take my faith very seriously, mm-hmm. which I mean, I should if I'm doing a faith based podcast <laughs> and having community. Um, Of believers, especially being a young believer. Yeah. At that, that was very important to me. So, that was one thing that I was worried about. I would say Mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing as far as being away from my family. I mean, like you said, you're a mommy's girl. Well, I'm a daddy's girl. And so, this is the first time where I have not been. Living with my father and at at one point I was raised by him alone him being a single parent so it is different not having a man in the house because I've always had a man in the house Mm -hmm. and not saying that I'm looking for a man or I need a man that's not what I'm saying it's just so different because I've looked at my father has been my main protector my main provider and when he's not around I don't feel protected in a sense and so um when i don't feel protected my guard is up however Mm -hmm. i'm learning to trust god in Mm -hmm. his protection which is far Mm. better protection than what my my earthly father could ever give me Um, but those but i mean it's nothing for him to come down Mm -hmm. on a plane I'm. Just, they always <laughs> traveling anyway. So, but mm-hmm. now my church family, my spiritual covering that that was my biggest worry yeah. about this yeah. transition.
0: Yeah, that's so good.
1: Yeah, and I know like when we tend to worry about things, worrying leads to other emotions, and when naturally we are emotional human beings, we are mm-hmm. emotional by nature. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. However, it mm-hmm. can be a bad thing when you make decisions based upon your emotions. Yeah. Which is so easy to do when you are going through a transition because you're going to a place that's unfamiliar.
0: Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. that's
1: like a physical geographic location or you're doing something that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. But this is something that the Lord is leading you to do and you're going to make mistakes in anything that you do. You know, we're Correct. not perfect people, but that worrying or that um that those anxious feelings or, you know, fear, whatever it is, can definitely lead you to some mistakes. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know during this time of transitioning because I know you've experienced a lot of different emotions, have you found any mistakes that you've made or things that you wish you would have did better looking back on it?
0: Yeah, man. Um, I think, ooh, wow. Like trusting God or the lack of trust in, in some instances, it's like he's made it very clear to me. He, he He sent me out here to do things he wants me to do to work. So why wouldn't he take care of me if he's called me to be here? And sometimes circumstances can be in front of you that don't look like God, that don't match up to the picture that you had in your mind or even what, what it looked like, what God told you it would look like. Mm-hmm. And some, and I think for me, sometimes not trusting him or Um, questioning him to the point like well I thought you said but this ain't Mm -hmm. but hold on this wasn't supposed to happen this way and one of the things I had to check myself on is like God doesn't do anything my way (laughs) like he just doesn't he has his own way (laughs) and I can't lean on my own understanding of how to figure out what He is doing nevertheless any situation I've faced um, in this month that I've been here, and it didn't look like what it was supposed to look like. It always looked; it always turned out to look like what God intended it for for it to look like. and yeah. It always ended out, you know. I always ended up coming out on top. So trusting God would be one. I think the other thing is depending on other people. Um, my mom is sort of, you know, my mom is my rock. Um, so at one point, it's like I'm in California. So what can my mom really do? like Mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that have happened it's like okay what can my mom really do like she can't come rescue me she can't fix it she can't talk to this person it's like okay like you can't depend on anyone else but God and I think in this season it's sort of like forcing me to do that it's like my friends can't fix it my mommy can't fix it it's like the only person that can figure it out and fix it is God it's only him and so I think he's forcing me into this place in this in in this space where it's just me and him and it's like, okay, like you're gonna have to trust me. you may be able to tell them about it, but they can't do anything about it. they can't fix it. So it's like don't even put the expectation out there of like they can fix it because they can't. so it's only gonna take it's gonna take me, God, to do it and to fix it. So when you know that, then you know I can do whatever i need to do but until you trust me until you depend on me solely i can't do it because you're looking for everyone else to fix it so those have been my two mistakes my biggest mistakes Mm -hmm. during this transition so i know you know we're not perfect people so i'm asking you what have been some of your mistakes
1: yes i would say i can't think of any off the top of my head as far as during this transition Mm -hmm. but before the transition Mm -hmm. and when I mean before I mean when I knew I was moving to Texas Mm -hmm. but it hadn't happened yet so I was still we were still in school because a lot of times when um, the Lord reveals to you that you're about to make a transition um, there's a period of time that you have before you actually make the transition Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and so one thing that I've realized is I, I'm i not always ready for the things that I ask God for. Oof. What I mean by that mm. is I'll say, Glory, reveal your plan to me. Reveal your will to me. And he'll tell me. And I'll just be like, oh, you ain't not yeah. to tell me all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me all yeah. that. Yeah. And for me, when... He reveals himself to me which I'm so grateful that he does Mm -hmm. sometimes I have found myself wanting to run in the opposite direction of where he wants me to go because I know when there's a call on your life when he's expecting you to do great things for him that Mm -hmm. comes with a lot of discipline it comes with a lot of responsibility yeah and with me only being 22 years old and i during that time in college i wasn't surrounded by too many other people that i knew were having those same experiences as Mm -hmm. me as far as like god revealing themselves to me and them knowing what the future holds for them Mm -hmm. and so that was hard and so I went through multiple phases of just me wanting to do me. Mm. Which meant I wasn't doing what he wanted me to do. Yeah. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't love him. I was just comfortable with where I was at. Mm. Yeah. I was okay, I was yeah. okay with not going to another level i was okay yeah. with not going deeper in him because i was comfortable yeah and Ooh. it's like if you don't require if you're not taking me to another level you're not gonna require more of me That's true. So, God, let me just give you what you got now, and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do me because I'm young and I'm trying to live my best life and have a hot girl summer. You know what? No, none of that happened. I did not have a hot girl summer. Imani had a hot Bible girl summer. Man, (laughs) that's the type of summer I had. But um, one thing that I found is when you try and go in the opposite direction where God wants you to, you can never really be at peace with yourself Mm. and you can Mm. never be at peace with your situation. And I found myself going through cycles of disobedience because that's what it is when you don't do what God tells you to do, disobedience and rebellion. And that just caused a lot of unnecessary, um, warfare, honestly, And what I mean by spiritual warfare, I mean things that are just going on in my mind and um, just having to fight through some things that I caused, not Mm -hmm. the devil, but no, my decisions. And so Mm -hmm. I wish that I would have just took the time to, one, talk to someone about how I was feeling because sometimes when you're young and you're like, I don't know if anyone else is having... These experiences yeah, and, that's true. and you don't want to talk to someone your age And you come across as crazy Or even people older than you They might think mm-hmm. you crazy If you tell mm-hmm. them Well God told me this da, 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 da. So I wish I would have talked to someone But more than anything Before talking to someone I wish I would have talked to him first mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. tell him God I, I really don't want to do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really don't Or at least express how I felt But now you know when you know better you do better now mm-hmm. i know what to do with those feelings and those emotions when i feel that way because i mean the his his will's going to his will is going to happen what he yeah. has said is so it's mm-hmm. going to happen regardless so i might as well just you know i give myself time to feel cuz that is important yeah. give yourself time to feel but then Um, just going about doing what he wants me to do. So that's what Mm. those, that was, and, and that mistake in itself, that's just like, uh, the, um, that's the umbrella of all the other mistakes that I've made. Yeah. And, you know, I could go on and on about all the mistakes that I've made, but, you know, we all, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect people. We're continuously. Learning, yeah. So that's that.
0: So I know this 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 transition, this season hasn't exactly been the easiest. And me and Imani are thick as thieves. So I know things that you know a lot of people may not know, but I know this one particular just season before mm-hmm. you started working called the wilderness that you like to put it Mm -hmm. how was that what was that about like (laughs) tell me about
1: how was it (laughs) um (laughs) so when courtney says in the wilderness you know when we look in the bible for example we see jesus before his ministry started he was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and it was a time of tests and trials and during this period of time we see how the devil tries to tempt him and mm-hmm. i believe when you are making a transition or, or god wants to do something different through you or for you you more than likely will experience this in the wilderness season and that's something that i endured when i got here to texas Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that's what it was until some crazy stuff started happening. So, for example, when I got down here, someone stole my temporary Ohio license plate off my car. Yeah. And in Ohio, you only have to have one license plate. But here in Texas, you have to have two. So I was already pushing it. And I just wasn't able to register my vehicle. So I was without transportation. I wasn't able to be mobile for a little bit. And then I also went two and a half weeks without Wi-Fi. Which meant I couldn't stream TV, any shows, nothing like that. Um, and I was limited to just my cell phone in terms of internet. And you know, when you get those messages that your data's almost up, you gotta like scale back. <laughs> So when things like that happen, I really do my best to try and shift my perspective. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, God, you you must want my time. You must want my attention. Yeah. So I gave it to him. And during that period of time, I was really going deeper in him. I was seeking him more. I was praying more. I was studying his word. And that was fine. But then I began to feel very lonely um, I felt isolated. I began to feel very vulnerable mm-hmm. and very emotional, and I didn't even know yeah. why. And I I feel like I was literally being broke down. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where, you know, I moved in my apartment, and all I had was my mattress, <laughs> some food in mm-hmm. my refrigerator, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't under stand why things weren't going as planned when I was doing what God wanted me to do he wanted me to move to Texas I came to Texas willingly and I think there's this misperception that if you do what God tells you to do things are easy Mm -hmm. but that is not the case just because you're in god's will doesn't mean that you'll always be comfortable if anything it opens yourself up for more yeah. uncomfort, and that's where i was at and it's like dang what do you do when you're being obedient you're doing everything that he tells you to do you're praying you're reading his word And things just aren't going as planned. And Mm -hmm. that's where I was at. And on top of that, I could not hear from him. Mm. I just couldn't hear from him, which is not normal for me. Um, When it comes to my relationship with him, I can hear from him all the time. And it's it's to the point where I will have full conversations with him. and, And if you didn't know any better, you would think I'm talking to another human being, but no, I'm just talking to God. So I couldn't hear from him. But I could hear from him for other people. I just couldn't hear from him for myself. Mm. And that frustrated me. Mm -hmm. So I can't hear from him. I'm pretty much broke at this point. I'm also not able to ask anyone else for help. Because, you know, my father, he told me, he said, if you need anything, just let me know. I help you know strings attached. God wouldn't even permit me to ask my daddy for help. Yeah. And it was, I was at a point where I could only depend on him. And I yeah. was like, God, I'm in this place where you asked me to only depend on you, but I can't even hear from you. Yeah. But now I realize that the teacher is always quiet during the test. Oh, <gasps> <sighs> Because before, before I got to Texas, he was Mm -hmm. building up my patience Mm -hmm. and he was building up my faith. And once I got here in Texas, I had to learn how to be patient and Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to walk out my faith. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. so hard. It's so hard. But. I've learned it's better to be desperate for him Mm -hmm. than to rely on anyone else because Mm -hmm. when we're desperate for him, when we're weak, that Mm -hmm. is when he is made strong. Yes. And that's one thing I learned. And to really just help me get through that season, I've just had to learn how to say like, God, I trust you. Like, that's really it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, you Mm -hmm. should do this, this, and this. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I can't. Like, God, Mm -hmm. I trust you. And there was a lot of crying in that season. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot of um, sad moments, Mm -hmm. but God is faithful. Yes, he is. And he's able to perform everything that he says he's going to do he'll do it and I really just want to encourage all of you because I know there's many of you that are going just through a lot of transitions yeah but you just have to learn how to encourage yourself because at the end of the day it's just you and the father yeah but I will tell you this one thing that I never stopped doing Mm -hmm. was worshiping him
0: Yeah, Because Mm -hmm. just
1: because our situation isn't right doesn't mean that God isn't right. He's always good. He's always great. He's always worthy of the praise. And that's what you have to do in those situations. Like, okay, God, like... (laughs) I may not have all the furniture I want. I may not have everything else that I want. But you know what? You blessed me with this place. You blessed me with a place to call my own. I Mm. trust you. And I'm going to walk around this place. And I'm going to set the atmosphere. Because my home is going to be a Mm. home where you can dwell. God, you know what? You told me to go back to school. You told me to come to this school. I'm here. Financial aid is looking at me crazy. My money's looking funny. But God, I know you told me. That I should be here and because you are still good, even Mm -hmm. though things look wrong, you are still good and because you're still good, I'm going to worship you by still giving you a 10% of my income because that's Mm -hmm. what you deserve and Courtney, I know you know about that. I know you know about that. And even it's just so many different situations. If you're going and starting a business, because I really feel like there's a lot of people that are graced with entrepreneurship. If you're starting a business, God told you to quit your job. God told you to go start this business. And he told you that you were going to have all these clients and all these customers and you don't see it yet. It's gonna be okay. He's mm-hmm. able to perform and I promise you, just say, God, I still trust you. Yeah and God, because you're so good, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna set the atmosphere in this room. They'll know that this is a place where you have directed them. Yeah. I really feel that for somebody. And that's that's just really how that's just how I manage just saying, God, I trust you.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's so good.
1: Yeah. Mm. What about you? How have you how
0: have I managed um yeah it's (laughs) it's humbling (laughs) this managing part is so humbling um the trust you you have to sometimes put your flesh in check because your flesh sometimes will try to like outsmart God and so I've had to put my flesh in check and like you like you just said like okay, God, I trust you and make it, make a proclamation about it and like check my flesh and like, nah, you can't lean on your own understanding for this. Worship, worship is big. Uh, I start my day with worship. I, I usually end my day with worship and it's, every, you know, in between my day um, is, is worship. So that's been a big part. And then also being faithful and tithing. Y'all, tithing. I have seen the works of tithing, and I'll always be a faithful tither because I've seen it work. But in this re- in this period um, that I did not work, I was here for a month and I didn't work. Our church has this thing called the expansion offering, and the expansion offering is basically um, it's a it's it's um it's yeah just that expansion offering. <laughs> and we expand a part of our church. So um, this this time it was, we're our whole children's ministry because um, the mission for that is you know, like you have to make, especially for kids, make it fun to learn about Jesus, to wanna be in church. Um, and so that's what we are doing um, with redoing our children's ministry, but you know, that costs money. So like the expansion offering is not just giving money to the church. It's investing in, in God's kingdom. And so just like tithes and you have offering is just that. And God, this is usually the time in the church where um, it's, it's, a, it's a heave offering. God um, really, really, really uh, put me up against the wall with this expansion offering, being that I hadn't even started working yet. And the Lord... Um, gave me a number to tithe well to, to give to expansion offering. And y'all should have saw my face when I got this number. I had a money confirm about a billion times what this number was. And I was like, I can't believe you really making me tithe this much or you know, offer this much money. Like, I can't even believe it. I can't even believe you're doing this to me. And it was sort of in a moment where it was like, I have to be faithful. Um, to the and and be obedient to what He's telling me. When I tell you for me and, and not working, this was a it was a good chunk, and I was like God, I don't even know why. And I remember being at church, and I sat there, had the envelope, put you know my card information on there, and I always name my tithe and offering like what am I sewing for, put it on there, and I remember crying. I remember I'm I mean I'm bawling. I am so hurt because I'm like, God, I can't believe you are really making me, uh, you know, put this much money into this offer right now. I was like, I can't even, I can't even believe you right now. I cried at church. I walked out crying. I cried all the way back home. The next morning I called my mom and I cried again. (laughs) I was, I was like, I just can't believe God made me be that obedient (laughs) In, in that was the ultimate test of my obedience in a moment where I wasn't working, hadn't worked all summer. And you want me to tie that much. And it's like, okay, I trust you that much. God, I trust you that much that whatever I sold today is going to come up seven, 10 times more than what I sold. I know, I know it is because Mm -hmm. you've said it. Um, So trusting and being obedient I'm managing by being obedient. Being obedient with this podcast. It's easy for me and Iman to get off work, come home, eat, and go to bed. Come but on no, it's, <laughs> come on, we got we got we got work to do. It's like we gotta be obedient. And because we're there's a two hour time difference between us, we really gotta make this thing work. We gotta really make it shake. So yes. being obedient to everything he's telling us, telling us to do, um, trusting him worship tithing all of those things are how i'm managing and talking to him talking to him is really important i talk to god like i talk to imani or talk to my mom like i talk to god out loud Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure people think i'm crazy um i'm pretty sure they do i talk to god out loud unashamedly you know i'm not ashamed of it at all because it's like if i if i can't calm myself down i'm gonna need god to i'm Mm -hmm. gonna need god to really (laughs) i'm really need him to say something to get me um and my emotions under control because if not this can be a real bad situation um in prayer so even if it's going to a meeting uh, i have a couple meetings this week and i'm like okay i'm gonna have to pray before these meetings so i'm not overwhelmed because it's like looking at the agenda it's like oh this is, this may be a lot for me, so I'm going to have to pray before. So just keeping myself grounded in the Lord and being open to hearing him and talking to him. So that's how I'm managing. It's not easy. Y'all, it's, we say all of this and we, we're talking like it's so easy, it's but not, it's not. Mm-mm. It's not easy at all. It's It's probably... One of the hardest seasons, and it's such a good time because it's like, oh, we got a job, we graduated, we're on our own. It's like we're really stepping into adulthood, but it's hard. Yeah, it's hard when you're by yourself too. So that's how we're managing. Like, it's not easy, but it's worth it because I know that at the end of the day, me doing everything, me and anybody money doing everything we're supposed to do that God instructed us to do it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. He he rewards those that are obedient. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it, this sucks. Down to the point where um, even this weekend, Imani, Imani, you know, I was upset about it. I was supposed to go to a concert. Mm-hmm. Literally supposed to go to a concert. And all week I was upset when I bought the ticket. And I never, I didn't know why. I called my mom. I was like, I don't know why I bought this ticket. Didn't know why all week. Prior to the concert, the concert was on Sunday. All week, every time I thought about it, I heard "Don't go," and I ignored it. I, I absolutely ignored it. I was like, "Okay, whatever." Like I'm still going because I didn't buy the ticket. I get to Sunday. I went to church first, and just little things started happening. Like, like a light came on in my car, and I was like, "Okay, that's weird," because. My car should be fine. So why is this light coming on? And it's just little things that happened throughout the day that happened. And the Lord Lord was making it very clear. Do not go. And I was upset because I was like, I want to make friends. And I was going to concert with other people. And I was like, I just like, why can't I go to this concert? I had to be obedient. It, it, I, I, I still have no clue as to why I could not go to this concert. Had no cl- I still have no clue. But the Lord told me, he made it very clear to me that I did not need to go to the concert. Mm-hmm. I was hurt, y'all. I was, I was, I didn't pay for the ticket. I was upset about it. Like, I called my mom, I called my cousin. I was like, I don't know why I can't go. The Lord's telling me not to go, but I want to go. And, you know, they're both like, okay, well, if he's telling you not to go, you don't need to go. And I'm mm-hmm. like, easier said than done. Like,
1: yeah, but I want to go. I want to go. You need people like that that will hold you accountable. That's another my ma- thing. My mom, ma- yes. You need people that will yeah. hold you accountable. My mom
0: was almost threatening me. She said, like, you better not go. You hear me? Listen. In that mom tone. I was like, I I'm not going.
1: Same
0: thing. I was like, I'm not going. Like, gosh, I had an attitude and all because I really wanted to go. But being obedient. I still don't know why I couldn't go still still do not know why i couldn't go but i had to be obedient and as hard as it was obedience is not easy child i wish obedience was easy I and wish if it someone was.
1: Said it's easy if, Man, if you, you y'all just, telling
0: a fib because it's not. Listen, on every level, really
1: being obedient because you're gonna have to do things that you don't want to
0: do. <laughs> I mean, on any level, it could be something small, telling, going up to telling somebody it's gonna be okay to something big as mm-hmm. money being lost. Like I don't like. It's not easy.
1: It's not easy. So, but it is important when you do feel, allow yourself to feel. It is okay to yes. be frustrated. It's okay yes. to be sad. Allow yes. yourself to feel. Yes. Find a way to get those feelings out there. It's okay mm-hmm. to be mad. Mm-hmm. Even if you are mad at God like that, you can tell yeah. him that it's not going to hurt his feelings. Promise. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I just want to um, point that out. It's okay to feel and find a healthy way. Yeah. To get your feelings out there yeah that's yes. good mm-hmm.
0: so that's how we're managing so each episode you know we'll have a bible verse that relates to the topics that we discuss and this week's topic is probably one of my favorites it's, it's um one of the most popular bible verses but i think it just it's it's such a power statement proverbs 3 5 trust in the lord and lean not on on your own understanding that's that's really simply put like okay trust god and not try to figure it out yourself like (laughs) very very cut straight to the point like don't need no extra seasoning no nothing just trust in the lord and do not lean on your own understanding period like so (laughs) so (laughs) so, yes y'all i am encouraging y'all to trust in the lord today um whatever you may be going through especially during transitions just lean on your own understanding Imani
1: do not lean on your own understanding Yeah,
0: you're getting in trouble then
1: yes and I was it's easier said than done Um, but the reason why we wanted to share that verse with you is because if you really tried to figure it all out you're gonna allow yourself to go to a place where you may not be able to come back from and what i mean by that mm-hmm. is you're basically trying to rationalize god and everything mm-hmm. that he's doing and the bible also teaches us that his ways are um not our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and we're not meant to understand everything Um, But we are we are supposed to trust him and we're supposed to have faith in him. And I really just feel as though there are many of us who are going through these transitions and they're uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. we're going away from familiar places to unfamiliar places however it's a reason for everything God tells us to do you may not understand why he's telling you to go back to school you may not understand why he's telling you to start the business you may not Mm -hmm. understand why he's telling you to move away from all your family and friends however don't think that it's solely just for you because each Mm -hmm. of us has a purpose and a plan and there are so many people tied to us People, it, you, you know, being a Christian is, it's all about people. Mm-hmm. You know, God loves people. And mm-hmm. so you never know why God may have you doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. However, do know that it is bigger than you. Yeah. Because there mm. are people so many places there are so many businesses there's so many um parts of the world that need us christians to be out there because Mm -hmm. so many people are lost and they don't know him but he doesn't want anyone to perish and not know him so that's where we come we're his instruments we're his work we are his workmanship and we are here to do what he sets us out to do it's not easy It's not going to always feel good, but it's going to be so worth it because God will grace you for the things that he tells you to do. But you have to trust him because it's not always going to make sense. It's not always going to look like what he said it would look like. Mm -hmm. But if you trust him, you walk out your faith continue to worship him continue to pray continue to give fast whatever you need to do to make sure that you are aligning yourself with his will everything will be okay and everything that he says will happen will happen because he doesn't lie that's good that's my (laughs) peace
0: i am going to pray yes lord we thank you for the the good good conversation about transitions lord I pray that anyone that is listening to this podcast and that they are going through a transition, we pray that you guide them and lead them, Lord. Allow them to fill your presence with every move that they're making and help them to rest, completely rest in you and your plan. Help them to manage through their transition and seek you for guidance. And most of all, to trust you completely and be obedient to the things you have told them to do, Lord. Let your will be done in their lives. We thank you for this podcast and all the things you're going to be doing through it and with it. And I thank you for the community of believers that we are building with it. We thank you. We love you. You're awesome. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, that. Wow.
1: Episode one. Woo woo. Okay. Episode one. All right. Well. Um, thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to us. Yes, we uh, appreciate all of you, all of our brothers and sisters, because when you are, our, our when you are part of the body of Christ, we are our, we are all family. So with that being said, we <laughs> do want to hear from you. So if you have any comments, if you have anything that you want, um, just to let us know if something that you agree with disagree with we want to hear from you so please um be sure to comment or any of our posts or you can um slide in our dms Mm -hmm. we will respond because nobody else is sliding (laughs) (laughs) in And that was not like an open, never mind. Okay, I digress. (laughs) Anywho, also, if you have any topic suggestions, you can go to our Instagram page at Soul Sisters Pod and in our bio that you will find a link to our link tree which will then direct you to a form where you can just submit any episode topics or suggestions that you have in mind and please just let us know what you think and once again we really do appreciate y'all and just to let y'all know we love y'all so much that we're going to be giving y'all episodes on a weekly basis yeah with that being said until next time y'all have a good one bye
0: bye y'all